Hello and welcome to episode number five of the Mind Body Masters podcast. I'm your host, Jake Curry, and as always, it is an absolute pleasure to have you here and to help you on the journey to becoming a true Mind Body Master. So today's episode is one of my all-time favorite topics. It's all about triggers and understanding why we get triggered and what causes us to be triggered and what you can actually do to break free of the negative effects of being triggered. So the two biggest negative effects that I've sort of encountered is one is behavioral and one is physical. So when we're triggered, often it can trigger us into feeling a certain way. So maybe feeling really angry or sad or feeling victimized or feeling like we're just having a, a pity party uh, in a really kind of disempowered, flat state. That's that's a behavioral change. But the other, the other thing that triggers are really interesting with is unexplained symptoms and pains and illnesses that flare up out of the blue. So understanding where triggers come from and what you can do to actually free yourself uh, from those two patterns that I discussed is what today's episode is all about. So it is going to be absolutely jam-packed. I'm going to be sharing some of my favorite information and yeah, this one's going to be a good one. So make sure you stay tuned. Hello, my name is Jake Curry. I specialize in the mind-body connection and teaching people how to heal themselves. This podcast is going to show you exactly how to become a true mind-body master so that you can break free from the old emotions and patterns in your mind that have kept you stuck. When you're able to do this, you can heal yourself physically from the inside out, unlock your true potential, and live a life of flow, experiencing inspiration and energy like never before. If you're ready to learn how to harness the healing powers of your mind and develop the tools to become emotionally bulletproof, well, stay tuned as we heal, grow, and evolve. Okay, so triggers. What are they? What causes them? And what can you do about it? Well, triggers are a pretty interesting concept, and they're talked a lot about in in personal development, um, as well as things like allergies as well. But in the personal development realm, it's all about how certain situations or environments cause you to start to feel or cause you to be triggered. And then all of a sudden you start to feel a certain way. Maybe it's really angry or maybe you just get this wave of grief or maybe you just feel really semi-depressed and flat. Um, All of these kind of changes in your behavior are unconscious patterns in your mind that almost take you over. Eckhart Tolle, one of my favorite authors, um, if you haven't checked out his stuff, he's got a couple, he's got a few books, but um, one of the most amazing books that I have ever read and one of the books that really started me on this journey was The Power of Now. So go and check that book out if you haven't read it. But in his second book, the follow-up book uh, to that, he talks a lot about something called a pain body. So a pain body is something that is activated, it's unconscious, and all of a sudden, we're overcome with a particular feeling, emotion, sadness, grief, or whatever it is, like I discussed before. And so today we're going to look at the biology of why that occurs, how your unconscious mind creates that, and what you can do to interrupt that pattern, break free from it so that you can experience more emotional freedom and less symptoms physically. Um, and yeah, so this is that's what it's all about. And this is one of the tools that I, that one of the three pillars of becoming a mind-body master. Number one, being able to heal yourself. Number two, unlocking your true potential. And number three, becoming emotionally bulletproof. 
this this category of triggers falls into the ability to heal yourself because when you're able to interrupt the, the cyclical patterns that bring symptoms back up again and again and again and again, when you can interrupt that, well then all of a sudden symptoms that would regularly appear start to diminish. The other one is becoming emotionally bulletproof. Now, if you're like me, you've experienced days where all of a sudden something happens and it might seem relatively minor, but you just get thrown into a frenzy of feeling a particular way. It's like you might feel really upset or angry or hurt, or you just have this pity party. And I'll get to my pity party in a minute um, for just to explain how this kind of works. But this is all unconscious. And for some people, it can take like a day or like a couple days to get out of this mood, get out of this feeling that's just overcome you. But when you start to understand what I'm talking about, where you're able to snap out of it quickly and bring your best version back again. So I want to just explain um, a really good example of this. And this is an example that I think I picked up from another German New Medicine practitioner, uh, Dr. Melissa Sell. And this is a great example. And the first time I read it, I was like, that is the best way to explain this. I'm stealing this. So Melissa, thank you very much for this. Um, but I want you to imagine what it's like to get on a plane. And this is going to start to understand where triggers start and how they work. So this is a really great example. So imagine you get on a flight. It's You've flown 100,000 times before. It's really normal. You're in the... You're in the in your seat, you're buckled up and plane takes off, fantastic. You're cruising through the air, enjoying your cheese and crackers and a cup of coffee. And all of a sudden, out of the blue, the plane starts to experience some massive turbulence. And I mean massive, like the plane's shaking around, it's dropping out of the air, you lose your stomach. Um, everyone's starting to scream at every bump and turn of this this flight, your coffee spills all over your leg. Everything is quite um, distressing. And this goes on for a few minutes and then it starts to get worse. And now the hosties are even starting to get distressed. The, the air hostesses, you can sense that they're getting stressed and this isn't normal. And you go through one big drop and the plane drops out of the sky for a bit. Your stomach goes, the oxygen masks are released and it is just a f absolute mayhem on this flight. And everyone's screaming, the hosties are screaming, there's food and drink all over the floor because there's so much turbulence you've been through. Now, in that moment, that's unexpected. That You sitting there enjoying your coffee and your cheese and crackers, probably reading a book, you probably weren't expecting to experience that. So this is an unexpected and emotionally distressing event that's come out of the blue. Now, luckily for you, the pilots are fantastic and they land the plane safely and everyone claps. I don't know if you've ever been on a plane when there's lots of turbulence, but people clap and the whole plane erupts into this sea of clapping. Everyone's just elated to be on the ground and alive. And I can imagine, you can imagine the relief that you would experience from having your feet firmly back on the ground. Now, from the last couple of episodes, we've I talked about how in the last episode in particular, I talked about how disease and symptoms start from unexpected emotional conflicts. It's the first law of nature, first biological law of nature that Dr. Harmer discovered in Germany medicine. 
that all diseases, bar a few, such as traumas, poisonings, parasites, a few other bits and bobs, all of these diseases start from something unexpected that catches off guard that's emotionally distressing. Now, the reason disease starts from these things is because that change in the environment, that stressful event in the environment, causes your body to physically adapt and create changes at the cellular level, at the level of the organ. And those changes are designed to help you cope with that stressful situation. Now, depending on how you perceive a stressful situation will determine what changes need to be activated in your body and therefore what symptoms you develop at a later date. Now, for the most part with these biological programs, there's two phases, the stress phase and the healing or repair phase. I go into this in much more detail in episode four. So if you haven't listened to that one, make sure you go back and listen to that first because this will make today's episode mean so much more sense to you. Um, and all these concepts will start to come together. And the reason it's important for these concepts to build on one another and come together is because they develop the framework for you to understand how your mind affects your body and what you can do to heal yourself on the inside so that you can heal yourself on the outside. So let's just say, based on that unexpected event, you experienced a, let's say a death fright conflict. And a death fright conflict in Germany medicine understands that the lungs are the things that start to change. You'll actually start to develop a proliferation of the alveolar cells in your lungs. And that is designed to help you experience the ability to get a better um, uptake of oxygen. And that oxygen is help, helping you to have the energy to escape from the situation or um, or fight if it's a, a potential situation where you need to, to fight. So that the whole fight flight thing. So those changes occur and they're designed to help you. And the, based on the two phase pattern of Germany medicine, the second biological law is that once the, the conflict has resolved, once the emotionally distressing event is over, well then those changes that the body created are no longer needed. And in repairing those changes, well then that's typically when people get sick or get symptoms. Now, we now understand as mind-body masters, excuse me, that these symptoms are, there's nothing wrong with your body, your body's not broken, you're not sick, there's no malignancies as such, but your body is just healing from an unexpected stressful event. So in this example of the plane, that causes a death fright conflict and your lungs start to physically adapt to help you cope with that stressful situation. Now, once you land, maybe a day or two later, once you've got home to your family and everything's kind of back to normal, you might develop some symptoms. You might develop a cough, for example, if there were some changes in your lungs, um, you might develop some shortness of breath, for example. Now, here's where things get interesting. You might think, yeah, that was really stressful. I'm over it. That was quite cool. But the unconscious mind will take a mental note of everything you see, hear, smell, taste, touch, and sense. And it does this to protect you. So what it does is when you go through something unexpected like that, our brains are wired for survival. So to prevent us from going through a similar experience in the future, anytime we encounter one of those things that we see, hear, smell, taste, touch, or sense, when we encounter that in the future, our bodies are reactivated in terms of maybe in this instance, the lungs will start to adapt again. So here's where things get really interesting. 
let's say now it's two years down the track and you you went through that experience on the plane when there was really bad turbulence and you thought you were potentially going to die. Now, two years later down the track, you and I get on a plane together and go for a conference somewhere. And all of a sudden, you start to feel really anxious. You start to feel really nervous. And your body is also adapting. You start to get clammy. You start to get really sweaty. Your breathing starts to get really short and sharp and shallow. And you just feel really overcome with stress and emotion. So whereas I, sitting in the seat next to you, I'm, I'm as cool as a cucumber. Flying's great. I love flying. So all of a sudden, we can now start to see how your behavior changes based on old experiences that you've been through. So in this instance, you getting on a plane again will trigger a whole heap of feelings and emotions and nervousness. And that is because your brain is going, this is not safe. Last time we were on a plane, this is what happened. And you remember what happened last time. And so your body will actually activate all of these stress hormones and, and the physiological adaptions that we talked about before in preparation to keep you safe again. Now, it sounds kind of silly, like air traffic's really safe. It's easy to fly. We all know that statistically it's one of the safest forms of transport. However, because you've been through that situation, your body does not know the difference. Now, here's another thing. Maybe when we get to the conference, you all of a sudden develop a cough again. You experience the same sort of cough and shortness of breath that you had all those years back when you had that initial unexpected event. So that is a really good example of when the body is reactivated into an old stressful event, well then your symptoms will flare back up. So that's really interesting. And once you start to look at it from a different perspective, and, and I'll get to this in a minute about pat recognition of patterns, but once you start to recognize some of these patterns, things start to make a lot more sense and you're able to identify why you're triggered and then start to formulate actions to prevent being triggered in the future. So I'll give you an example of a real life situation with me and I'm, I'm an open book and so I'll, I'll tell you everything about me and the reason I do it is because I hope that it helps you potentially recognize some patterns in yourself that um, you can then start to look at and go, oh man, maybe I do something similar to that. So for me, I got triggered recently and it didn't necessarily result in big drastic symptoms like a cough and shortness of breath, like in the plane example, but it was more a feeling and more a, uh, a behavior change. So as a kid, I did not do well with criticism. Um, experiencing criticism was really hard for me. I think it was because I probably got criticized a lot, maybe got bullied a little bit as a kid. But for me, being criticized was always a big thing. And recently, I had an experience where someone criticized me and it just sent me into an absolute spiral. So um, it was a one of our other businesses is web design. Um, and I was I received an email from a client saying that his old web developer was saying how much of an idiot I was, how I shouldn't be doing this, how I shouldn't be charging for what I'm doing, all of this kind of stuff. And it really got to me. Like, I was like, how dare he say these things about me? He doesn't know what we do, blah, blah, blah. And I was really pissed off. And the thing was, 
just reading one of my client's text messages about what this random person had said about me sent me into a spin. So because he'd criticized me and told me that I wasn't doing a good enough job, that triggered something deep inside of me. And for the next day, I was like really angry. And if anyone who knows me, I don't get angry very easily. But I was quite angry. I was upset. I was stroppy. I was moping around the house. I was just, I wasn't my usual self. I was literally overcome with this feeling of poor me. This sucks. I'm having a bit of a pity party. No one's buying any tickets. (laughs) And I was in this really disempowered, crappy mood for days. Like, I mean, literally days. I was, I think it was like three days. I was just really pissed off. I was quite sad. I was upset all because of some random person that I've never met criticized how I did an element of uh, one of one of my other businesses. And I was like, man, why is this getting to me so much? And so here's how I actually shifted that. One of the ways, the first step into recognizing triggers and recognizing when you're getting triggered is to simply be aware and this is the hardest thing because triggers happen unconsciously. It's not something that we that we think about and go, hmm, yes, I think I'm being triggered right now. This is this is interesting. I'm being overcome with emotion. It's not something analytical or logical that you can understand. Being triggered feels like crap. You might you feel a certain way. You might feel really stressed and nervous all of a sudden, like getting on that flight for the first time. You might feel really sad and depressed and feel like you're having a pity party and angry at the world like I did when I got criticized. But this happens, like Eckhart Tolle says, completely unconsciously. This this pain body, this um, wave of emotion comes over you and it's hard, for, it's hard to recognize when you're in it. It's like when you're in the box, it's really difficult to figure out how to get out of the box. When you're in your stuff, it's really difficult to shift things. And this is why for a lot of people, it's really easy to give advice with other people because you have a different perspective. You might be looking at their situation from a different place, whereas they're in their stuff, it's hard for them to see the way out. So this is what happened. So I became really aware of the fact that I was feeling really crappy. I became aware that I was feeling really angry and I became aware of the fact that I was feeling like I was having a pity party. And without that awareness, this will just go on unconsciously. So you, you have three days of feeling like crap and then you'll be back to feeling your normal great self for, for three or four weeks and then someone criticizes you and boom, you're right back in your old stuff again. And so for me, the first thing was going, oh man, I've been triggered and this feeling has been activated in me. And so I go, all right, what triggered me? When did I start to feel like crap? And I I realized that it was because of the text message I read saying from this random guy saying I wasn't doing a very good job. And I was like, oh, that's it. That is the thing that triggered me because before that I was okay. I was fine. I was happy. I was my normal self. After that, I was a stroppy, mopey, angry, (laughs) pity party mess, right? And so the timing is really important here is understanding when you started experiencing this feeling or maybe your old symptoms started flaring up is really important because that's when you can start to see what was it that triggered me. And so I realized that was the first step, awareness. I realized that reading this guy's text message was what triggered me, what set me off. 
And so then the next part was I started to do some self-inquiry. I started to do some journaling and I started to go, all right, why is it that being criticized by someone I don't know, I don't care about, why did it have such an effect on me? And so you start journaling and, and that was literally the question I wrote at the top of my page. Why did that hurt so much? Why did this um, affect me so much? And I just started to write. And one of the things that I realized is that being criticized as a kid by my, my father in particular was really difficult, is that criticism really hurt. And so because I hadn't dealt with that um, and become aware of that, well, now it's here, it, it's showing up in my life again and it's, it's showing up in a way so that I can look at it and deal with it. And, it's, and this is why people repeat patterns. So this is why people get into a shitty relationship and then end it and then they, they vow never to get into another relationship like that again. But here they are two years later in the same, they're in a relationship with the exact same person. It's because these things come up for us to learn some lessons. And in that, that learning the lessons was a really important thing. So under, the next sort of question I asked was, well, what is this here to teach me? What is feeling overcome with emotions here to teach me? And in that, I realized that if I was unable to do deal with criticism, well, I would never put myself out there. I would never share this message with you. And as a result, I would like, there'll be likely a lot of people who need to hear this message who wouldn't ever get to hear it. And so if I was afraid of criticism, well, then I'd be stuck doing nothing for my entire life. I'd be too scared to do anything. So the last part which helped me get out of this pity party of feeling triggered after being criticized was looking at it and going, actually, criticism is actually a good thing because if I'm being criticized, it means that I'm making a difference. If I'm being criticized, it means I'm putting myself out there. I think it was Jeff Bezos who said this, and I'm going to paraphrase, but it's like, if you don't want to be criticized, oh, no, sorry, if, if you never want to, no, if you don't want to be criticized, don't ever do anything new. Something along those lines, right? And so I realized that. I realized that criticism was a good thing, and I started to reframe that in my mind in terms of, hey, being criticized is good because it means that I'm putting my message out there. And I said, what's more important to me? Is it more important for me to play it safe, do nothing, in the hope that I don't get criticized by people that don't matter? Or is it more important for me to put this message out there, create a podcast, for example, and share my knowledge with the world to help more people? And for me, that was a no-brainer. And so that's actually how I shifted myself to get out of that place. So firstly was understanding the awareness. Secondly, looking at what other lessons that I can learn from this. Why am I being triggered? What is it pointing to in my unconscious mind that I haven't looked at or maybe haven't healed or dealt with? And then thirdly, how can I reframe this? How can I turn this into a positive and actually turn it into a new way of being that is actually more productive and more aligned with what I want to do and the, my highest values? So that's what I'd, I'd get you to look at is look at how can you reframe being triggered? Well, firstly, how can you learn from it? And secondly, how can you reframe it into a positive so that that experience becomes something that you learn from and then grow and evolve as a human. So let's go back to the airplane, for example, and let's say you develop a cough. And so this is for people that have had unexplained symptoms and things like that. 
So let's say two, day, two weeks later after the plane lands that initial time, you develop a cough because in the stress phase of going through all the turbulence, your lungs adapted. There was cell proliferation at the level of the alveoli to help you get more oxygen into your lungs. When that was all over, the extra cells that were created in your lungs are no longer required. You develop a cough, you feel shortness of breath, all these kinds of symptoms, and it goes away. But then the next time you get on a flight, well, then you you triggered back into that old feeling of stress and anxious and nervousness. And as a result, your lungs will adapt again. You get to your destination, you get to the conference that we're going to, and all of a sudden, two, three days later, you develop a cough again. And you go, oh man, why has this cough come back? Where This has come out of the blue. Maybe it's the air conditioning in this uh, place. Or maybe maybe it's because I ate something on the on, at the restaurant that didn't agree with me. No, it's nothing to do with that. It's because you were re-triggered into feeling a certain way. And that feeling and perception activated adaptations in your body that were designed to help you cope. So one of the episodes I talked about recently was your brain does not know the difference between a real stress and imagined stress. So the real stress being you're on a flight and it's it's really turbulent, oxygen masks are going, everyone's screaming, stressful, right? That's a real stress. But the thing is, when you get onto an airline, um, when you go on to looking for flights, all of a sudden you're just searching the internet and you're trying to find the best deal and all of a sudden you are overcome with emotion. You feel a certain way. Well then, this is your brain remembering that old event and creating a movie, replaying that in your mind and all of a sudden your brain does not know the difference between you actually being on that plane and going through that stressful event or you imagining it and your body doesn't care. It will respond exactly the same way. So just by imagining that stress, you're reactivating that pattern. Now, the other thing is, let's just say, like this is, I'm going to do a whole episode on allergies later down the track, but this is where allergies um, come from, is going, let's say at that time you're eating, you're eating cheese and crackers and you're drinking coffee. How do you think you're going to feel drinking a cup of coffee later down the track? Or how do you think cheese is going to react with your body? Simply eating some cheese, for example, might be enough for your brain to go, oh crap, the last time we ate this kind of cheese, we're on that flight, oh, panic, 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 this is really dangerous. This thing mustn't be good for my body. Your body's going to have a physical response to it. And all of a sudden you go, oh man, I can't eat cheese anymore. I was fine for 20 years, I ate all the dairy, all the gluten in, in the world. But now all of a sudden, dairy and gluten and coffee, just they just don't seem to really agree with me. So I'll get into, if that's something that's interesting to you, well, don't worry, I'm going to get into heaps more about that at a later episode when we do a full mind-body series, understanding how your mind affects your body with particular conditions and um, illnesses and things like that. And this can even play out with smaller senses, or not smaller senses, but more subtle senses like smell, is going, you might sit next to an old lady on that flight and she wears a really strong perfume, and all of a sudden you are in a shopping mall and there's you go through the perfume section of um, a big department store and you smell that perfume really strongly. All of a sudden it starts to make you cough and you're going, oh, why is this making me cough? And not only is it making you cough, it makes you feel really anxious for some reason and you just despise that smell and you've got no idea why. But once you start to connect the dots and start to find that um, first um, event, it's kind of like having a pearl necklace 
and there's all these little pearls in the necklace. And if you cut the string at the very bottom, all of those pearls will start to fall away. So this is how, if you, if you heal and resolve that initial um, unexpected event, in this instance, the plane, or in my instance, being criticized as a kid, once you cut that away, everything else starts to fall, fall away. So all the, all the triggers, all the feelings, all of a sudden it doesn't affect you. And so a great example of that is me now. I get criticized a lot and I'm okay with it. it. I just now start to look at it from a completely different perspective and I go, well, I can't talk about something controversial and not get criticized. So this is a good thing. It means I'm making a difference. And as a result, being criticized no longer hurts. So that is everything on triggers. Well, it's just scratching the surface really, but what I want you to what I want you to leave, what I want to leave you with is the three steps in terms of breaking free of these triggers. So, and this is your your mind body message for today is to learn that you have the power to break free from being overcome with a feeling of a certain way or being able to overcome reoccurring symptoms um, that, that show up every time of year at certain times of the year or certain places that you go or when you're with certain people or when you eat certain foods, smell certain things, whatever. When you're able to start to recognize this, you can start to break free from that. So um, so the first thing is becoming aware that you're triggered. So how you do that is by going, you'll feel a certain way. You might feel really nervous. You might feel stressed. You might feel angry, you might feel sad. All of these kinds of things happen unconsciously. Your brain will just make them happen. And the thing is, if you're not aware of it, well, then you're just going to repeat the cycle over and over and over and over until you actually deal with it. So the first thing is to start paying attention to how you feel. If you find yourself getting into a mood like I did, instead of just being in the mood, look at, okay, what's causing me to feel this way? Start journaling. That's one of the ways that I use meditate and journaling are fantastic is going, what's causing me to feel this way is a really interesting question to ask, which helps you to start to journal and come up with answers. And you might then start to become a, have a cognition or become aware of what caused you to feel this certain way. The second thing is understanding patterns. And this is particularly important with symptomatology. So if you're someone who gets hay fever every spring, for example, go, okay, what is it about, okay, when is it that I experience the symptoms of hay fever? It's, okay, it's when I am, when it's springtime, when it's starting to get warm, um, it's when I'm with my school friends, it's when I eat this kind of food. And go, in those three things, there's likely a, a thread. There's likely a thread that pulls you back to some old event unresolved emotional event in your mind. And so that might be an example of, oh yeah, it was springtime when I moved schools when I was in year three. And that was really stressful and I hated it. And so understanding that is like removing that bottom pearl of a necklace. All the other pearls start to fall away. So looking at for commonalities in what causes you to get triggered, like when, where, who, what, all those kinds of things they'll start to give you some clues. And then if you start to journal about them, start to meditate on them, start to just have some self-inquiry, well, then that's when you can find the underlying event. And lastly is shifting your perception. So 
I did this with cruises and I explained about how that works, but how can you shift that event? So maybe it's the plane. Maybe all, instead of your perception now of planes is they're really dangerous and scary and I don't like being on planes. That's a perception and it's a meaning in which you've given to a particular situation. So that situation inherently isn't necessarily dangerous or um, frightening, but you've just been experienced. You've just experienced a time when it was, and therefore you've kind of in your mind gone, every plane is dangerous. Every time I get on this plane is dangerous. So what other meanings can you give to that situation? So like I did with the criticism, I sort of changed being criticized is bad. I changed it to, well, if I'm worried about criticism, I'm never going to do anything. I'm just going to stay small and stuck. I need to accept criticism and know that it's okay, know that it's a natural thing because people are going to judge me regardless of what I do. So who cares? Just move on and just keep doing what I'm doing keep and keep pushing forward without worrying about what others care. By shifting my perception around that, that was huge. So how, how can you, once you've identified what's causing you to get triggered, how can you give it a different meaning? So in the plane example, instead of planes are dangerous, maybe start looking at some stats and going, like planes are one of the safest things, safest forms of transport. There's very rarely accidents. Pilots are really well trained. Understand all of these things that are going to help give you new evidence to a new perception. When you have new evidence, new beliefs start to be formed. So once you can start to formulate new beliefs and go, hey, planes are actually really safe. Well, and you really know that in your gut and in your in yourself, once you experience that change in belief, well then you're going to feel a different way next time you get on a plane. Instead of being worried unconsciously that you, the plane's going to crash and you're going to die and all this, well then, and sorry for using such drastic words, I hope no one's here's getting on a, a plane today and they're, they're worried about it because remember, everything's they're very safe. But once you have that new belief that planes are really safe, it's it's they allow me to go to this conference that I'm going to, well then you start to feel a certain different way. So that's it for episode number five on triggers. So I'd be really interested to uh, hear from you about where you felt triggered, where you've experienced maybe some new awareness, where you've noticed some patterns and maybe some wins that you've had um, in shifting your own perception. So um, get in touch. You can, I think you can find me, or you can find me on Instagram, Jake underscore Curry. So get in touch, leave me a message um, and let me know about how this podcast has helped you to break free from some of the unconscious triggers that have been holding you back. So again, thank you very much for, um, for listening to this episode in full. And I look forward to joining you again on the next episode of the Mind Body Masters podcast.